This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, a new study out from the Columbia Institute finds that getting to net zero emissions by the year 2050 could generate up to 20 million jobs. The study is called Jobs for Tomorrow, Canada's Building Trades and Net Zero Emissions. And joining us to talk a little bit more about this and about the findings is Charlie Beresford, Executive Director at the Columbia Institute. Charlie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, talk a little bit, if you can, about, uh, because the numbers are huge. First, it's trying to, to imagine being at 2050 and then the number of 20 million jobs. So what were you what were you looking at? It is absolutely huge. And uh, we knew that it would be a large number because when you, when you think about it logically, the, the infrastructure in our country is built by the building trades. And we are going to need a lot of new infrastructure as we move to a low-carbon economy. But it did surprise us, the the, uh, the large size. Uh, so our first our first question, really, there were two. Uh, the first one was, what are the likely pathways to net zero in Canada? And then the second question was, what does that mean for the building trades? So we looked at basically three areas of transition. Uh, one would be building out transit. Another would be, uh, of course, looking at clean energy and building out our electrical grid. And the third, we called smart communities included in that would be uh, new buildings and uh, and things such as uh, district energy. So just it added up to just a huge amount of jobs. We we looked at those pathways, we crunched the numbers, and we came to that really strong number of nearly four million building trades jobs between now and 2050. And then, of course, you add the multiplier factor in for the induced and indirect jobs, and you come up with that astounding number of 20 million jobs between now and 2050. And are they different jobs when we talk about the building trades? Because even if the codes change and, and things change with mm-hmm. as far as green buildings, mm-hmm. uh, different types of, of energy and st- and things, are they actually uh, well, new jobs? No. No, well, <laughs> what they are is jobs that contribute to the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. So if that's what you're talking about as a green job, absolutely. I mean, those are, in fact, the jobs that people are already doing they're applied to different projects. So as we move to a clean energy grid, we're going to be doing more solar, more wind. We're going to have to build our grid out. The, the, the actual transmission lines are going to need to be built out. Uh, and um, and when it comes to buildings, you, you put your finger on it. Uh, buildings going forward, we anticipate will be net zero buildings sooner rather than later, much as Vancouver is moving in that direction. And, of course, then we've got all those buildings that are already standing that need to be retrofitted. So there's just a a huge number of jobs involved in the infrastructure of a low-carbon economy. And I think that uh, should be very comforting for people who work in the building trades. And uh, I think it's also kudos to the building trades for looking ahead to anticipate what our low-carbon economy might mean for people who work in this area. And it looks at transportation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that play out in that? Is it building road networks for self-driving yeah, cars? We're, we're, we were looking mostly at transit, at public transit. So we extrapolated the uh, the number that is already anticipated in the federal budget. So we were extending that number, the amount that the federal government has included that will be matched by provincial governments, 
And we were anticipating, well, what would that mean if we if we took that level of investment and carried it on through till 2050? So that's what we were looking at. It was public transit aspect of it. And of course, there's a huge number of things that we actually didn't get a chance to look at in the study. One of them might be the the coming infrastructure that will be need to be built, for example, for electric vehicles. So there's there's much more to explore. This really is just the beginning of that discussion. And I also would just like to point out that what we've outlined in our paper is a hugely ambitious scenario. It is a call for deeper cuts than are part of Canada's current uh, emission targets, uh, but we're holding them out as an example to show what could happen if we move ambitiously on climate. Whenever we talk about this, I think there's this idea of hope and this idea of this is the way the world's going. We see other countries going this way as well. Uh, but then there's also a bit of of people can get your their backs up saying we are still a resource-based or we do have, still have resources in Canada. And it's not as though we're going to flip the switch and move from fossil fuels to green technology 100% right away. Uh, does it look at the, the gradual shift? Yes, what we're talking about here is a transition. So we're talking about a fast transition, but it's a transition nevertheless. Uh, we, we know that there's going to continue to be uh, some, uh, some use for fossil, uh, fossil products. Uh, even as we move into clean energy, there will be uh, a transitionary period. And it should be pointed out that oil is used for other things besides fuel as well. There are other, lots of other uses for it. Um, but it does anticipate that there will be a transitionary period and that that transitionary period will result in a, a cleaner grid, a cooler planet, and lots of jobs. And, and walk me through this again. I think you kind of answered this as well. But if we took the example, say, of a roof and somebody who builds a yeah. roof, and if you're building a traditional roof or if you're building a roof made of, of solar tiles, it's still the job of building the roof. So does the yeah. new job come into place of building the solar tiles or the solar panels? Or where does yeah. the new green job come in? The new job comes in the, in the kind of project that's been built. So... Uh, when we're building a, uh, a net zero building, then there will be different kinds of regulations and specs that need to be taken into account as the build is going forward, for example. And that is going to be a combination of forward-looking regulatory action by all levels of government. There's a, there's a federal building code, there's a provincial uh, building code, and there's, uh, there's also the scope that local governments have. So as all governing bodies look ahead and assist in the transition, you can, you can see that there'll be tightening expectations. So it's just an example. I mean, there will need to be some additional training that goes hand in hand, and that will emerge as the demand, as the project demand comes forward. All right. Well, very uh, interesting findings in the report uh, and looking ahead to, to 2050. Uh, is it is it 2050 or does it break it down kind of the, the, the gradual way we get to that point? No, we use 2050 as the end point. Um, and you might, you might remember that the Paris Agreement calls for net zero emissions by the middle of the uh, second half of this century. So we chose the, the beginning point, the early point in that trajectory. 
All right. Well, Charlie Beresford, thank you so much for joining us today and talking a bit more about the report. Uh, I'm taking it people can go to your website if they want to read more about the findings. They can, www.columbiainstitute.ca. And thank you very much for your time this morning. All right. Thanks so much. That is uh, Charlie Beresford, Executive Director at the Columbia Institute. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.